It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hey, welcome to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. Hey, listeners. Hey, Swiggies. Hey, Sam. I forgot to say hi to you. You're here, too. Hi, Rachel. Wouldn't that be sad if it was just me in the studio here? This, like, cute little podcast studio. It's not. No, it's the Sibs. It's the classic Sibs. Sibs. We gotta be together. That's, like, the Um, whole point. Yeah, and I feel like I haven't seen or talked with you in too long, Rachel. I know. Um, I know we did that like sneaky yeah. podcaster thing yeah. that they do where we like recorded episodes ahead of time, which means we haven't like chatted like this for two, three weeks. Yeah, and and we haven't really sat down and and done an episode. Yeah, in two, three weeks, and I mean, some some stuff's there's, happened. Uh, listeners, there's been a lot going on, and there's like a uh, lot going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going on at the moment. Imagine I'm wearing that shirt right now and Sam and I decided we had it we have a we have a special guest coming on we introduced it last episode cousin Fran is coming in with our next episode our next song breakdown we had so much content that we needed to come in with our very first special episode of Swift and Swigs with Sibs this is still episode 16 but we're just going to give this a little bit of a, like, Taylor tea time. That's going to be, like, yes. a, a, it's going to be a chance for us to talk about all the different tea. All the tea. Uh, all the Taylor-related stuff. Taylor tea time. TTT on SSS. That's right. Yes. TTT. SSS. Or is it SSSTTT? With you, you, you. Ooh. And I'm VVVX. Sex excited about it. Oh wow, that was Am really I... talented. Of you. <laughs> Thanks, I just I came up with that myself. You know, you spit rhymes like that. I can, I can, I can. Cool. Uh, Sam, let's. Should we start off with our cocktail? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yes. Okay. This wouldn't be swift and swigs with sibs if we weren't swigging. Yes, so of course. Let's. I want to find out what you're swigging tonight. Today. Okay. Time of day it is that our listeners are joining us. Yeah. So uh, I don't. We didn't really discuss our plan for cocktails yeah. for this episode. Flying I by went the ahead. I went ahead and made a tea cocktail. I wonder. Really. I I, I, I figured you might do that as well. We didn't necessarily talk a, about that, but I just made a gasped face. Oh, <gasps> a shock and awe of it all. So. This is mine. Um, it's an hibiscus tea cocktail. This is a oh, drink I that... I love hibiscus tea. You know, hibiscus is growing on me. Um, I make this cocktail at my job, at the Snitching Lady. 
Uh-huh. And it's a new cocktail that we introduced on our menu a few weeks ago. So it's fresh in my Ooh. brains. Um, and it's quite delicious. So this is made with orange-infused clear whiskey, which I've used our clear whiskey in the past. Right. It's just unaged whiskey. But I took some orange peels and I soaked that in the clear whiskey for about a week. So it has quite a lot of, uh, you know, orange oil flavor um and there's some unsweetened hibiscus tea but then i did add simple syrup in this and lime juice and then the magic ingredient that brings it all together is a little bit of vanilla extract and i've got like a an orange orange twist garnish on there um at my job we call it the edens so we're just we're gonna call it the edens it's my hibiscus whiskey cocktail uh, kind of like the Garden of Eden? Or? Exactly, but like more than one. I don't know why my my coworkers asked me, why aren't we calling it like the Eden? Why Edens? And I just thought, I don't know. I like, I will want more than one of these when I have one. So <laughs> yeah, I just like the, the idea of the kind of like, plural. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a subliminal message. Like, so you're going to need to order more yeah. in order for it to be more than one Garden of Eden. It's a business so, move. I like that. Like Taylor. Taylor would approve. You of and my, Tay, my business. You business. just you start, you're always thinking about that business. Yep. What about you? All right. Um. So, <laughs> it's yours is very springy, and yes. I'm loving that. Mm-hmm. Um. And we were doing we were doing so well with spring around here, and then it just like slammed some snow on us. Yeah, bummer. So, I I decided to while I love a good fresh cool beverage of a tea i i decided to give myself one more warm drink and i love a london boy fog tea latte (laughs) wow (laughs) well that in which i just made that up so (laughs) what it is it's like a, a little english breakfast tea kind of thing but you turn it into a latte and i like that just by itself and then uh, then you just like splash in some whiskey so i didn't really measure i just took a tea latte and then i splashed some whiskey but yeah it's there's a little bit of cream um and some some honey to sweeten it and you know if i had a frother and some fancy espresso machine i'd make it cooler but it's just all like that's what i got maybe we'll get sponsored by the froth the frothing industry and and they'll send us some frothers there's a whole industry i would love frothing some things our sister emily gave us a shout out from hawaii i think it was like kind of a flex but (laughs) she was drinking some frothy foamy cocktails and she said we need to start doing that so yes the beauty of the beauty of a tea cocktail is you don't really have to measure just make a cup of tea and splash however much boozy one into that Uh, i went a little bit more of like a a layered cocktail approach but yeah uh, Yeah. a simple hot toddy will do yeah Yeah. Yeah. even if that's tea or just hot water but um cheers 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 to taylor tea time yeah we you know everybody agrees (laughs) at tea tea time time, everybody everybody agrees agrees. oh i didn't even think of that this is tea time and hopefully everybody agrees that this is a a Swifty. I, I I do call myself a Swifty. In fact, I want to say something here. I okay. I am like really proud of 
the Swifty that I've become. So, as we've mentioned, I've been a Swifty for like four years. Actually, going on five years. So, not as long as some of the OGs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, actually, to be quite honest, I started listening to Taylor Swift five years ago. I didn't consider myself like a true Swifty until Folklore Evermore. So it's been about like three years since I like really delved in to the Swifty verse. Um, but I've always just considered myself a medium type of Swifty in the sense that I don't feel like I'm a screaming, crying, obsessive type of Swifty. Um, however, I was listening to, Rachel, do you listen to the 13 podcast? I do occasionally. I haven't recently. They're, they're, they're such an inspiration for our little podcast as well. They put out an episode recently. So they all hosted an event before Taylor performed in the Arlington Mm. uh, or before Taylor performed in Arlington. They hosted a, a live podcast event where they were giving away two tickets. And in order to win those two tickets, you, they had a, a several people up on stage vying for these free tickets, and they had to answer Taylor Swift trivia. Oh. And they recorded this episode. Go check it out. Um, and I was listening along, and I swear to you, I got every single question right. And these players did not. They got like half of them right. And I was like shouting the answers like you're watching <laughs> Jeopardy from home. You're like, who is... Andrea Swift. Um, what is? Wait, don't, don't tell me any but... more answers because it would be fun for you to give me this this test. Sometime. Oh, okay. You want to you want to do this test as well sometime? Yeah, doesn't have to be today. We'll put it on the next tea time. Okay, run up, that sounds run great. By. So, Maybe anyways, give me a chance to test. I mean, I mean, I was very proud study. of myself Good. for knowing all these things, and it just kind of dawned on me like maybe I'm actually a bigger. Bigger yeah. Swifty than I give yeah. myself credit for. Yeah. So just wanted it's to funny, put that in there. It's funny you should say that because I was thinking about, um, I think I was listening to our last episode. Yes, listeners, we listen to our own episode. We're, it's very that's, meta. <laughs> that's so meta. But um, I was like surprised at the ways in which we were pulling out song lyrics on the spot from other songs i think particularly it was like when we were saying like is there darling in a song we both like sat there for a while and we like you know know. anyway i was realizing like you i it's taken me a while it it took me a while to like for one i feel like swifty had such a like negative connotation like kind of an obnoxious like fandom can be kind of obnoxious and made fun of yeah for sure and and swifties especially are very (laughs) intense yes and um, for one, I think I learned that a Swifty is not a monolith. Like, we can, I can be a 40-year-old Swifty, a 40-year-old mom Swifty that only started listening three years ago. You can be, uh, 33, am I getting that right? Yes, that is correct. Year old. Thank you for acknowledging our ages, a Rachel. Dude, mountain dude. Uh, who only started listening like four or five years ago as a Swifty. Like we can, we are a variety of people. We can be, my my daughter's a Swifty. My kids are Swifties, whatever. My husband is not, but he won't know I said that because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, He's not even a Swiggy? (laughs) I mean, I gotta work on him. He's a Rachel and Sam supporter. So he's a Sibby. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? (laughs) 
That'll do. And he likes to swig on cocktails, so. There you go. Um, there you go. Um, Rach, I just want to wish you a happy belated birthday. Thank you. I hope you had a wonderful day. I hope you listened to Taylor Swift. Um, and she, I think she said something at one point, it's supposed to be fun turning 41. Yes, she did say that. Can you confirm? Uh huh. I can confirm. It really was fun turning forty-one, and I didn't make that connection. <laughs> Why didn't I make that connection? Um. Yeah, it was a great day. I. I. It was not much to write home about. Got a tattoo. Bought a house. You, you know, got a things. tattoo, and you bought a house, Rachel. I that's did. a lot to write home about. That's a lot to write to your new home about. Actually. Um, yeah, so we got our lover house, which is fantastic. Love that. Um, yep. And but it's funny you should mention tattoo because so I got a tattoo. It's not a tailor related tattoo. It's your first tattoo, right? It's my first tattoo. But then I was thinking, if I got a tailor tattoo, what would it be? So I'm putting this question on the spot. Have you thought about this before, Sam? Like, if you had a tailor-adjacent tattoo, what would it be? My rule of thumb, I have three tattoos, and my rule of thumb is whatever I tattoo, I want it to be something that you can find in nature. So I have a cottonwood tree, I have a mountain, Mm -hmm. and I have a moose antler. So sticking with that, I would probably choose a snake. Ooh. Where would you put the snake? Like on my butt. Wrapping up your <laughs> gross. <laughs> um, uh, either on my butt or on my face. Like one of <laughs> those two spots. Butt, it can only go. Please stick with that. Um, what about you? What would Sweet. be your Taylor Swift? So tat. This is what you... I came up. This is what I came up with this in the shower. I, I lo- all my great ideas come to, to me in the yeah. shower. Um, I really want. Well, actually, I have twofold because I have two tattoos I want to get and then I was thinking of favorite lyrics that can connect to that so my next tattoo I want to get an evergreen tree Mm. the evergreen tree is just like a strong symbol for me about strength and perseverance through through depression through dark days and I would like to get the evergreen tree and I think I would want to somehow incorporate the word evermore Mm. I don't know if that's like running up the the trunk or what it is, but like I think about that word, can it feels the same way to me as evergreen. So that's how I would incorporate that. Another tattoo I want to get is a monarch chrysalis. Oh, um, I'm kind of obsessed with the process of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, but I don't want the butterfly. I want the chrysalis because I love the concept that we are always becoming um that we are not we never become the butterfly until our final last day um that's like my concept is that like we're always becoming something so we're always within a chrysalis and one of my favorite lines is i'd like to be my old self again but i'm still trying to find it and so from all too well Thank you. I was like in my head, I was like, oh, what song is that? I know. That? You like, you know it, and then you have to like say, I know, it's fine. Um, 
That's great. It's kind of uh, I, th- that line. I've always been obsessed with that line. And so I had this idea that it could like those words could trace the outline of the chrysalis. Maybe. I love that. What's the likelihood that you will follow through on either of these Taylor Swift tattoo ideas? Um, so the likelihood of the evergreen and the chrysalis is very strong. I just have to save my money for him. Yeah. Tattoos are expensive. I have a friend. Shout out Amy Grass. This is going to be her first shout out. She's going to get a second one coming up later. Oh, she's talk. really – just she loves all of our posts on Instagram. Uh, well, just wait. But Amy Grass told me that she has a tattoo savings account for – for her husband Smart. and her, she and her husband. Where's mom? Where's mom when I need her? She and her, her, her husband. husband and her, and her, I think. Yeah. Okay. Where is mom? Words are hard. They're like hiking the Camino trail in Spain right now. Our parents. Do you think they listen to our podcast I, while they're hiking? I don't know. I El hope. Camino. I hope so. The, wait, can you say the El Camino? I don't think you can say No, it. that's a little redundant. <laughs> okay. Spanish. You know, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> shout out amy first shout out tattoos are great oh and they're addicting now that you have one oh oh, yeah like i literally got done and i was like i'm ready for my next one but i don't have another hundred dollars so we're gonna have to wait that's how it goes um Mm -hmm. uh rachel so uh speaking of spain we have a new country alert Mm. for our our international listeners Oh, is it Japan? Uh, a few episodes back, I mentioned every time we get a new listener in a new country, I'm going to shout them out, and I'm going to do my best to say hello and welcome in that language. Well, this week, our new listener comes from Spain, and I don't think that it's mom or dad, because be they funny. listened to uh, two episodes ago before mom and dad got to Spain. Oh, okay. Um, luckily for me, I speak Spanish, so hola y bienvenido, and welcome listener from spain um Hola. there's a couple actually we we're, we're like in 10 different countries right now i'm gonna do one other country mention right now and that's india sure. we have a listener from punjab Aww. india i rachel before we signed on to this recording i googled how to say hello and welcome in punjabi yeah how'd that go for you i got the translation the written translation but it doesn't give me a, a voice translation so i really don't know how to pronounce it but Give it your best shot. Okay. Hello, Ate Suagata Hai. Bravo. I feel like I used to know good in Punjabi. I used to um, work with an interpreter, but uh, no no longer do I remember that. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Um, please continue to listen to our podcast. Um, I'm assuming you understand English if you're listening to us. Um, so <laughs> correct we're us if we're wrong. Um, also, Rachel... I just discovered that you can review our podcast and write – you can write a review on Apple Podcasts, not on Spotify. So if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you gave us a five-star review and wrote a a review. And we'll read it on air if you want to be featured. And I have some examples, actually. So um, thanks, everybody, for leaving us some five-star reviews. This one comes to us from a Laura Keeker. I don't know. If... Yeah, sounds like a stranger to me. Hi, Laura, if you're listening. Laura says, this podcast feels like spending an hour with my best friend and her wonderful younger brother. 
people I've known forever and I love so much. What more could I ask for? I'm not even much of a Swifty, but I still love it. Okay. That's adorable. That's adorable. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, um, Laura. And we'll work on that Swifty thing here. Keep uh-huh. keep listening and it's gonna happen. I've It will. I've, I've successfully converted my coworker Josie to the Swifty Dumb because there. I keep playing Taylor at work and she's like, All right, I get it. I like it. Um, <laughs> she loves a midnight's track. She's like always jamming with to vigilante shit or bejeweled. Um Okay, I know we have a lot of Taylor tea time to get to. Can I can I make a transition from Midnight's? Because you just mentioned something. Uh-huh, yeah. You mentioned Midnight's. We're winging this here. Yeah, we are. We've got lots to go. We're just going to go back and forth. But I was just thinking, did you see one of the recent songs she played in her surprise songs from Midnight's? Well, it's breaking my heart. Yeah. Was it You're On Your Own Kid or The Great yes! War? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was on You're On Your Own Kid. And I love that song. Oh, me too. So very much. Yeah. And I think that means I'm not going to get it. Maybe. Maybe. Who I, knows? I, she's, she's commented now that she is likely to repeat some songs at some point. Oh, so okay. don't mark it off your list. Um Tampa got some really good shows. Yeah, what's what's some songs that you've you've seen that you're kind of bummed about? Um, definitely bummed about Yo Yoke. I love to call it Yo Yoke. Um, what? You're on your own, kid. It's the anagram. Oh yeah. Or the oh, acronym. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love okay, it. I love Yo Yoke. I got it. Yo Yoke. Um, obviously, Rachel, she played clean, and I know, and I, it's it's perfect timing because we posted our episode on clean, and that next day is is when she chose to to play clean. So. It's it's crazy to think that we inspired her so much. Well, I mean, Obvi. And if Thrifty Swifty was here right now, she would she would make that connection. Yeah, uh, we and we, obviously be like, this is obviously a sign mm-hmm. that she's listening. Yeah, yeah. So that that was amazing. She she did Death by a Thousand Cuts. I think yeah. is the one I'm saddest to have missed. Yeah. But if you saw the footage, you know that she. Messed up the bridge, which yes. is funny because every time Death by a Thousand Cuts comes on, I always sing along to the bridge, and I always mess up the exact spot that she messed up. It's oh, the, all the part oh, I can never seem to get. Um, and she she also messed up right at the same spot, so like she gets me. Um, yeah. I love that. That's so funny because I've been wanting to like rehearse that bridge because it feels like a thing that you like shout out with your Swifties yeah. in, at the concert and I don't know it as well and so I don't know do I was to learn it now honestly so shocked to find out that that was a surprise song and that it didn't make the set list I, I don't really know this is kind of fun for me because I know the set yeah list you do and, and I'm slowly finding out but yeah um right lover Process I know I know three tracks that that she plays from Lover, and I just assumed DBATC would be on there. Yeah. Um, but because she messed it up, she claimed, oh, I guess I'll just have to do this again at another show. Oh, so, that's funny. Holding out. There's theories that she's actually doing a live recording, so there will be an album that comes out from the live recordings of the Eras Tour, and oh, including all of these surprise songs. And so the theory is because she quote-unquote messed it up she needs to sing it again because they're trying to use the recordings and it needs to be a good recording um oh. that's obviously just a, a swifty theory 
but uh, one that I can definitely get behind because I would love a live album from the Eras tour. Oh that would God, that would be a long album, especially yeah. If she's gonna also include songs. all of the surprise songs, yeah, yeah. Wow. But um, um, but yeah. Any other surprise songs that you got excited about? No, that that was that was just yo yoke. That as well, I would never be able to call it something else. That oh. was one of my big ones. Also, Kelly Clarkson covered "Clean" on her show. Also, after our episode came out, so I I just like Folks. it's so humbling to know how much of an inspiration we are, not only to Taylor Swift but to Kelly Clarkson in the world in general, Rachel, especially the world, the India world. and Spain. <laughs> we we are just so humbled. And- Clear. Clearly, I do not sound humble at all by that. Um, oh, I just want to mention, Rachel, we now have Swift and Swigs with Sibs stickers available. We do, and I'm having FOMO because I don't have one. Yours is yours are coming. I need to send some to you, Rachel. Um, I only ordered fifty of them because I just kind of wanted to see how they turned out. Um, I've yeah. almost gone through the whole stack. I went to Portland last week. Really? And I stuck them up all around Portland. Um, you did. That's so cool. Trying to bring in the, the PNW listeners. Um, so That would be amazing. Yeah. I think um, if there's a way we can, like, send out stickers, I haven't quite figured that out. Maybe I could just, like, put a couple stickers in an envelope and send to you guys. If I tell you what, if you leave us a positive five star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts, Ooh. I'll get in touch with you. I don't know if I can message you, but I will do my best to message you, and I will find out how to ship you some some um, some stickers. We don't have like an online shop or anything, so you can't order them. But I'll just like send them to you with a little postage on it. So that's exciting. Oh, Rachel, we finally heard yeah. from Nice Boy Ed. Oh, we sure did. We- we sure did. We still don't really know Moonlight. who Nice Boy Ed is. Um, I was going to ask you, do you know more? I, do we know more? We don't know how, if or how Nice Boy Ed is affiliated with Taylor Swift. But if you're not familiar, she released, before Midnight's came out, a little promo video of her. She meaning. Sorry, Taylor. Um, Taylor. The only not she. Ed. Um, not Ed. Yeah. Not Nice Boy Ed, maybe. Maybe they're the same. Taylor released a montage video of her working on the album for Midnight's, and she used the song by Nice Boy Ed, who was an artist that nobody had ever heard of. And if you went to look up Nice Boy Ed, they had one song available, and it was the song that Taylor used. And everybody sort of speculated that Nice Boy Ed was like a Taylor-affiliated project. Um, Over the Mm -hmm. last, what, has it been six months now since we've gotten... Midnight's, it has. It's been almost six months. Wow, a half a year. Wow. Um, yeah. In the last six months, Nice Boy Ed has posted a lot of teasers. Um, and if I'm forgetting another detail associated with Taylor, please fill me in. But there's been a lot of theories about who Nice Boy Ed is, what this music project is, how is Taylor involved, if at all. And we finally got a track from Nice Boy Ed and they released it on your birthday, Rachel, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Happy birthday Happy to birthday me. Happy birthday to you. It was a – I liked that song. Oh, I loved I really it. I put it on – unintentionally, my Spotify was on repeat, play the song over again. And so I played it yeah. one time, 
And I don't think I would have hit replay, but it automatically did that. And I was lazy, so I didn't change it. And then it just kept replaying. And every time it kept replaying, I was like, I'm really into this. I'm really into this. So yeah, I was super into um, it. I, I noted that song. Uh, I'll hopefully continue to listen to that. So that's some fun tea. I don't know if it's – do you have Nice Boy Ed theories? What are your thoughts on Nice Boy Ed? <sighs> I love. I I thought it was an interesting theory. You know, as soon as Midnight's came out and we heard this like new voice, this like warped voice of Taylor's, I thought it that it was an interesting theory that she had. But you listen to this new song; it doesn't sound like a warped version of Taylor. It sounds like an actual. It does. Yeah. Singer. It sounds like a male singer. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how to feel. Like there were like theories. Is it like a friend of Joe's? I don't know. That would, it, it's just, it's odd. It's odd. And Taylor loves herself a mystery. So, I mean, if you're not going to reveal yourself, I don't know. I don't know many musical artists, new musical artists who don't want to reveal themselves unless this is just like, all part of the project and then it's gonna have like this big reveal yeah it seems like whoever nice boy ed is they had a very smart way to market themselves now they obviously Mm. must know taylor because yeah taylor used their song before the song was even out in the world right pretty much right so obviously if you're close with taylor you're gonna have a, a, a an upper hand there to yeah. gaining some listeners but it's interesting looking forward since i liked that song moonlight so much i'm looking forward to to more nice boy ed coming out um agreed i have something really exciting i want to talk about rachel Ooh. so i've mentioned what? that i'm going to the heiress tour with a couple of friends who are not swifties but they respect that i am and my goal is to introduce them to more of this swifty verse um mm-hmm. So of course I've 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 talked about that playlist that I made for them. Um, I've I've talked to them about. We haven't watched Miss Americana yet, but I want to watch the, the the documentary with them. Um, and what we're going to do this week, we have planned to sit down and I'm going to show them the Reputation Stadium Tour on Netflix, Ooh. which is my favorite Taylor content outside of her albums um is the reputation stadium tour i have watched that so many times and i've been wanting to rewatch it lately but i've thought i'm just gonna wait until my friends are ready and so what i've done to make this a little bit more fun for them because it's a little over two hours long and they don't really know these songs so i thought why why don't i make it a little more fun for them and turn it into a drinking game so yes. I've made a drinking game for the Reputation Stadium Tour, um, and I'm going to read off the the list of when to drink okay. and uh, weigh in if, if you have any ideas as well. So you put on the Reputation okay. Stadium Tour. These are all the times you're going to take a drink. Every okay. time Taylor does that pose with the microphone where she like uh-huh. looks to the side and she like mm-hmm. – Holds the mic like this. I, you can't see me yeah. if you're listening, but if you know, you know. She does this like signature pose <laughs> with the microphone where she like kind of looks up and she's holding her microphone. I feel like her hand might be on her hip. Um, I yeah. know she does that quite a bit. Um, every time she gives like a cute little speech before a song, especially okay. if it's like 
you don't really know what song she's going to sing next, but the last word of her speech is the name of that song. Is kind that of. song? Yep. Yeah. Um, anytime they show an audience member a Swifty crying, um, take a drink. Anytime you see the number thirteen or mention of thirteen, take a drink. Pyrotechnics, fireworks, fire Ooh, shooting off, take yeah. a drink. Yeah. Um, snakes anytime you see a snake there's that giant yeah. snake on stage yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, i feel like oh, there's yeah. other little snake motifs throughout the the concert as well take a drink anytime there's a video montage where she's not on mm. stage performing she's probably changing an outfit take a drink speaking of anytime there's an outfit change take a drink <laughs> i also have anytime there's a lyrical mention of whiskey or wine or drinking oh, because that oh does come boy. up quite a bit in reputation songs uh-huh. you're gonna take a drink uh-huh. Last but not least, anytime you hear the word reputation, you take okay. a drink. So those are that's my so fun. Is that five or ten. I think that's ten. If you have any other okay, thoughts, I, I, let me know. Well, I was thinking because you said like she'll do a cute speech and then like lead into like what you think the song is. I think the first person to guess what the next song is by title gets like bonus points of something. They sort. get bonus points. I'm not sure yeah. what that is. They, they yeah. um love that. But what are you bigger question is what are you drinking? Well, this is gonna have to be a marathon and not a sprint. Um if we're doing a two hour thing and we're playing a drinking game. So it's probably gonna be on the more on the lighter beer scale. Um perhaps I'll have a glass of wine, maybe two. Um when I Can hang I out some with sort of like themey things, Sam. Oh, maybe I should make a themed cocktail for my friends and I that night. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll think about it and I will re- report back. And am I allowed to repeat a cocktail I've already made on this podcast? Oh yeah, absolutely. Or or hold on to it for like I don't um, know another rep song. Yeah, I will. Re- I will think about that. That's a good thought. Um, okay. yeah. I think that would be a really fun activity, a party for some of our fellow Swiggies to like come together, get other Swiggies on board, Mm -hmm. have them all watch it. And then we can have a podcast episode about it. We could do like a live stream. We could try that. (gasps) We've never done that before. Yeah. We've never done that before, but I hope our, I I hope our Swiggies are enjoying this on the spot. This is like Sam and Rachel have a meeting. Yeah. Like, it's basically like what this episode people. is, Rachel. Like we just wanted to get this together like and talk things before we, talk things. you know, it's going to be another week before we uh, we do our next song, "Invisible String" with Fran. So that's basically what we're doing here. We're just hanging out and talking. Um, well, okay, my turn to throw something out there. Okay. That's fun. Um, so I mentioned my friend Amy Grass um, earlier. So this is my chance to give her a really big shout out. So one of the things I've been loving about now be- being uh, a, a Swifty and that my algorithms and everywhere know that I am is you kind of get a lot of really creative I'm, – I'm not only a big person that, like, follows artists, but I also – Swifty. And then you put those two together, and my algorithm is just awesome. So I've just got some amazing – the cross-section of Swiggies and artists and how they're using the creativity. So um, I, I – my my friend Amy is going to the Nashville tour. So first of all, jealous Phoebe Bridgers. So jealous. She's a huge Phoebe Bridgers fan. So 
this is like an ideal concert for her to to prepare herself amy's also a baker she bakes cakes to prepare herself amy has been baking a cake from every era amazing Today, funny we were talking about reputation she just released released reputation um not that. only are their cakes so badass and amazing i know they taste good i've tasted her cakes before they are amazing she doesn't just like make them look pretty like she makes them taste really good okay the 1989 cake i'll just let you know had a welcome to new york cheesecake in the middle of a layer of it incredible incredible okay so and but not only does she bake these really cool cakes but then she like has this really cool write-up with the lyrics that are on the album and it's so creative it's so amazing so listeners swiggies you gotta go give amy a shout out we'll put her link in the show notes and follow along and if you are in the st louis area order up a cake Mm. for your have a reputation watching party order up a reputation cake Mm -hmm. it's black all the way through with a black snake on the top. Oh, I love that. It's amazing. Yeah, I have seen some so, of these cakes that she posts. They are beautiful. She's yeah. she's clearly a very so talented cool. visual baker. And I, I have no idea what they taste like. But if they taste half as good as they look, they're going to be real young. Yeah. So that's amazing. So Amy's a friend of mine, so it was easy for me to give a shout out. But I, there's a couple other new people that I've been following. There's a artist. Um a oil pastel artist. I believe that's usually the medium that she uses. Her name is Haley Torres. And she makes these amazing painted prints inspired by Taylor Swift songs. So the first one I saw was Maroon. Mm. And she splashed. She started off blank canvas and she splashed red wine onto it. Red burgundy on my white t-shirt, right? Don't have okay. to explain it to me. Yeah. Okay. And that, but the the artistry that she has of these they're stunning. Um, I I think um, a lot of them have a either a non-binary gendered relationship or a, maybe an LGBTQ plus relationship happening it's just a really creative work that i have not seen done and they are sexy and gorgeous and detailed i've been loving that like i just like the idea of somebody putting on an album or like a song and painting to it like what you hear yeah that's so cool well and it's sort of adjacent to what we do when we listen to a song Mm -hmm. and we create a drink a cocktail to go with that. Others might be inspired to paint a beautiful image or bake a cake or create a dance or... Or make a quilt. Mm -hmm. So there's a crocheter. Is that a a word? Someone who crochets. I like that. They go by um, Kyra or Kira crochets. They are taking... So I don't know if you've ever heard of this. There's a thing called a temperature quilt or um, Mm -hmm. a temperature blanket where, like, based on the temperature, you have a certain color. And then, like, when you just keep going up day by day, and that's, like, how you see. So this is an Eras Tour surprise song blanket. So every single surprise song, she has a color 
designated for every album. Mm -hmm. And so, like, based on what album it came from, she, like, crochets the next line. Oh, I love that. And she's going to turn into a quilt after every show. It's an heiress tour blanket. How cool is that? Super cool. I love it. Does she have an Instagram you can follow? Kyra's Crochets. That's what I. Okay. That's what I got here. Cool. So, yeah, that's a f- just fun little. If Sw- Swiggies, we would love if you've got uh, an artistry of your own inspired by Taylor Swift. Send it our way. We want to share that. We yeah. want to like connect with you. We yeah. will give you a shout out on our pod or on our um, mm-hmm. in or on our social media networks. We want to know. We want to yeah. connect. We just love our little niche creative side that Taylor inspires us to do. And we want to see more of it and see how other artists are inspired as well. So even if it's not your work, send us somebody who you think is doing great, great work inspired by Taylor Swift. We want to, we want to feature all the creatives out there and see how others are inspired by Taylor as much as we are. Um, Sam, what else do you got for us? I have one other thing to mention before we really get into the tea here, Rachel. Ooh, um, yeah. There is a, a Swifty that I follow on TikTok. And the Ticker Talkers. On the Ticker Talkers. He's a Ticker Talker. Um, his name is Oso oh Swift Boy. And he posed what I consider to be an impossible question for all the Swifties. Ooh. So I'm going to ask you What's this, that? Rachel. And. I'm ready for um, it. <laughs> What? I didn't even hear what your joke was. I said, I'm ready for it. Which is <laughs> We've never made that choice. pun before. <laughs> We've never made that one before. Okay, so here's the impossible question. It's a would you rather. Okay. Ooh, I love a would you rather. Would you rather, Rachel, uh-huh. have tickets for the Eras Tour front row, middle okay. Okay. stage, front row. Okay. Would you take those tickets if that meant – maybe it's not a would you rather. Would you take those tickets if that meant you could never listen to 1989 ever again? <gasps> you didn't. That's what I said. I said, how dare you? I think I said, shut up, I think is what my comments <laughs> Um, So you're seeing no, Taylor Swift? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't. No, I don't. I don't. No. Okay. No, I don't need to see it. Front row would be watch... opportunity of a lifetime. No. Front row would be an opportunity for three hours and 15 minutes. 1988 is forever. Good point. Isn't that how that, isn't that how that uh, jeweler's commercial goes or something like that? Like diamonds are forever or something. Yeah. Something is a, is a moment. This is whatever. He went this to is... Jared. <laughs> okay. That's a good answer. I, I don't know. I mean, 1989 isn't my favorite album. So I'm it's o- mine, I think. I think it is yours. And don't get me wrong, it's a masterpiece and I love it. But I I I I found the loophole. The loophole is oh, yes, okay. I would not listen to 1989 ever again because 1989 Taylor's version will be coming out hopefully oh, in Magnificent. That's, that's the loophole. Cheating, though. That's cheating. That's cheating. Um, yeah. See, I thought you I thought that you posed the question for me because you know that 1989 is probably my favorite album. I mean, I change it a lot, but if like there's any like album that I would solidly listen to front to back, it's 1989. Yeah, I kind of thought so. I thought maybe the question was just like whichever one was your favorite, and like if someone said about Reputation, what would you say? 
yeah, I would say I would rather listen to Reputation than stay in front yeah, row, duh. I think. But right. I would yeah. absolutely love to be front row at a Taylor Swift concert. You're right, though. It's only three hours and 15 minutes, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't change the rest of your life. So just something yeah. to ponder. I, I'm holding out that we'll get a Eras Tour concert <sighs> video, and Hope that'll so. be like being – like, I can merge my two experiences together in uh, my mind and, like, can trick myself to thinking, it, my memories into thinking. Remember that time I was front row at the Paris <laughs> Tour concert? Wouldn't it be fun if if she is going to do a documentary film, if they, just, if they choose your concert in Minneapolis to do the filming at? Wouldn't that be fun? Okay. Speaking of my concert in Minneapolis, do you um, – kind of guess who might show up to your concert as a surprise like a guest artist have you given that any thought yeah I've given it a thought Rachel okay because I hadn't considered this until my friend told me this but that there is a chance that Bon Iver would be at the Minneapolis concert because he lives in Eau Claire which is just a couple across hours the border away. yeah I, that's just like right there that is super likely to happen right yeah can you imagine i would and die that means i don't want to tell you what that means but that might mean that there's a song that is not on the current eras list i'm assuming exile i'm assuming yeah. evermore didn't make it i'm just assuming but i don't know other way around um other that would be amazing for you rachel I think my dream guest would be Joe Alwyn. <laughs> okay. 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 I see where you're headed. Are we uh, Are we going there, Sam? Oh, yeah. There's something that we got to talk about, isn't there, Rach? Uh, there is. There is something we have to How talk about. How do we approach about. this exactly? I think we talk about what the rumor was because – Actually, I think the first thing we say is we're about to talk about something that is only technically a rumor. A rumor. Right? Correct. That's it right. is only a rumor. This is not like fa- fact-based at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing we have to say. Then we have to reveal what this rumor is because if we have listeners that are like, oh my God, what are they talking about? This is annoying. We'll reveal that. Then we, I think we need to talk about our our evolution of emotions in case you had an evolution. Because I have had an evolution. We have been waiting Me to too. talk about this for a while. So there has been an evolution of my emotions. Yeah, I've evolved as well. Um, if, if you live under a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> um, in lucky a pineapple you. Under the sea, lucky you. It must be nice down in Bikini Bottom. Um, then you might not know this, but otherwise, um, the rumor is that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn have broken up. And it's been a long time coming because that relationship <laughs> lasted over six years. And yeah. she has written the most beautiful love songs about that guy. And we have talked about a lot of them in depth about the relationship what he has meant to her 
more so than what she's meant to him. We've never really analyzed that, but that's something to consider as well. Um, and the rumor is that they are split, and she has not confirmed, nor has she denied this rumor. But I don't expect her to, because she's always considered that relationship very private. She's always wanted to keep it private. So I don't see her anytime soon confirming or denying, because I think it's just kind of how she's always wanted it to be. It's like, get it off my desk, you know? Don't, yeah. don't, want, don't want rumors circulating about us anyways, but um, that's, that's – and, and, and as true fans of, of, and admirers of Taylor, I think it's important that we respect, in a way, um, you know, her wishes to not have this be discussed um, um, and not have the rumors circulate even more. But it's, it's really it, – it's impossible – not right. to acknowledge this for people right. like us for a podcast like this because we analyze her lyrics on our podcast and, and who they're about and why she was inspired to write those lyrics and we would not we would be doing a disservice if we didn't acknowledge the fact that maybe she isn't with this guy anymore and I think that will potentially shape how we break down some future songs do you agree? It, yeah it could be really interesting. I, I've I've been really torn about this. So this the the news came out Saturday night before Easter. And I've heard from so what let me just back up. When this came out, immediately I had people texting me, right? And Same. sharing it with me. And I was like I was annoyed and I just was like, let's just you need to calm down, <laughs> okay? And you're being too loud. You're being too loud, all right? Like, we, you know, I'm trying to come up with more lyrics in the spot, but I'm not. But yes, get it off my desk. Get it off my chest. Like this, she's told us before. Please do not comment on my relationship. Listen to my music, and I just didn't want to. I was like, I just didn't want to receive it. Um, I think I was, I was certainly shocked, and I didn't believe it for the longest time me neither um and then you know and it was confusing because it's so it's so hard not to comment like you said sam because she has made a point to not speak on her relationship too much more but she does reveal it i wanted to i was about to say all she does reveal herself through her music. Now, the girl is an artist. And maybe she's not revealing it all. Maybe she's making maybe we think that she is, but she's still an artist who can take an artist license and write whatever the heck she wants. Like, so it's so hard to say, like, well, we know that lover is about her, like having the man of her life, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it was just a love song. And maybe it was just a moment. And maybe. I don't know. I've I've got I've gone back and forth about like how how do we? I knew a lot of people were saying like I can't even listen to these songs anymore, and I thought wow. Um, there's a lot of artists that make content that I don't necessarily connect with their lives. Um, I just know that they did a really made a really amazing song or amazing movie or amazing book, right? 
Yeah, well, Taylor's the exception. She always has been for yeah. for us, or she has been for the last years, the last few years for us, is we do connect what she's singing about to her life because we want, like, we analyze not only her lyrics, but what she's going through in her life. And it's fascinating that the last few years she's been particularly private about her life. And which makes you want to speculate a little bit more because, but it's out of a place of like adoration. I mean, we really adore and and respect her that we, I've talked about this before. I almost consider her like a friend. I know that might sound really pathetic, but it's because you're you're in a safe space here, Sam. I agree. Totally. Yeah. And so you, you want, you want her to feel, you want her to be well, uh, but you also just want to know, like, what's going on in her life. The fact that people are saying they can't listen to certain songs anymore, um, I don't know how you do that. But I think it's just a matter of listening to them with a different mindset, I, I guess. Sure. We listen to all of her past songs. About past loves, and even though they're not, you know, still in a relationship. But with Joe, it was different because that was a long relationship, and it felt, for us as fans, based on what she was writing about, it felt forever. Now, Well, it was half of her discography was the time that she was with Joe. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a long time to connect a song, a moment, whatever, to another person yes and she did it very very well she did you know her what we're assuming to be joe inspired songs or are some of her finest work because she was coming from a place of like content and happiness and also you know vulnerability and um and and obviously love um but yeah it's that's uh, again these are these are rumors but the more this goes on i i'm starting I, I like you said i didn't believe it at first but i'm starting to lean more towards yes this is the rumor might be true um she well, it, played uh, her first show in tampa after these rumors came out and the only thing she kind of alluded to is right before she played the song lover she said something to the effect of like these songs some of them are are some of the songs I've written are about fictitious characters. Some of them are simply about love. And that's mm-hmm. it. And that's kind of what she said. And then she played mm-hmm. the song Lover, which is a notorious yeah. Joe song. And um and that's how she led into it. And and that's really all she kind of said about the thing. Um again, I don't see her confirming or denying anything anytime soon because that would just feed into the rumors and the, and the attention even more. Um, I do think eventually she's it's gonna she's eventually gonna say something. I mean, thing. either she says like, something or she writes something, and right. You know, right. that's obviously a, a topic of conversation too. Is like, wow, imagine the songs that are gonna come from where she's at. That- but, was the first thing that Caroline said when I told her? She's like, "Oh, she's gonna make a great breakup album." Yeah, I, was like, oh, I mean, gosh. that's that's what she's known to do. 
Um, well, and then there's even rumors that like, oh, Midnight's is the breakup. Yeah, album. I've I've gone deep down this this rabbit hole of the theory that Midnight's that they've actually been broken up for a long time now, and mm-hmm. Midnight's a lot of those songs you could actually associate with Joe Maroon is a really good example. We've talked about Maroon being about Harry Styles yeah. or potentially Jake Gyllenhaal, but you can also think of it like, oh, maybe it's Joe. That makes sense if they've been broken up. And especially because, as we talked about in Maroon, it's a positive. It's a a fucking legacy. And she wasn't with that guy anymore, but it wasn't necessarily bad. That's one example. I mean, we could could include links in the show notes of some people who have really done their research on breaking down Midnight's as a Joe breakup album. Um, The one thing, though, I want to keep in mind is Taylor did say, that the songs in Midnight's were inspired from Sleepless Nights over the past several years. So, um, I, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think they're all that that theory could be true because I do think she was inspired by pretty well, past relationships. And that's what some of the Midnight songs are but, about. But we've but, said before that, like, you know, past relationships, return, like the same themes return to, to Taylor all the time. So she could be having... It could have been like not like we are broken up, but like we are not working so well album, and then that was like re like sending her backwards into all these other moments in her life mm-hmm. when it wasn't working, and she was thinking about what happened then, anxious that that might happen again. Yeah. That's my that would be my theory. Yeah, I I had to share this moment when I was saying like the evolution of my acceptance of this. Like I went from like whatever this is not true to being like okay, maybe this is true, but I don't know if I really want to talk about it or think about it. I even have like a, well, it's obvious it's not true. Like when, just like some of the moments. So there was a, um, I don't remember what statement. I think it was Arlington. This is, this is going to be a spoiler alert here, but one of the regular songs in her set list was Invisible String. And she took it out and replaced it with, the one which is a now, perfect song to encapsulate what it's like to no longer be with somebody right if you haven't listened so, to our episode on the one go back and check it out yeah and then even like the song all the girls you love before like i was at first i was like well okay why did she release that oh like why would she release that if she wasn't with him anymore like but that almost if you you can almost like look at it we have a br- broke down that song yet but like it could it could be almost like the other side of a breakup of like all like all the girls you loved before made you who you are like appreciating him even though he's not yeah in a relationship but i had i was still i i didn't realize how much of a denial i was (laughs) that it was not true and how much i really like actually was kind of sad about it i was we were in the car on Sunday morning. We were on our way to church as a family. And NPR is on now, like normal. And they, someone was talking about this rumor about Taylor and Joe breaking up. On NPR. And it was, I was like, wait a second. I have not believed this rumor, but now it's on NPR. And they were talking about like, all these songs that she was written and they were playing them in the background and I burst into tears. I like just like 
burst into tears like my heart was being broken. And Mike was like, whoa, he wasn't even listening because Avi, we know how he feels about Swiftydom. And he was like, wait, what are you, what are you, what's going on? What happened? And I was like, uh, and he was like, no, really, what happened? I was like, well, Taylor and Joe broke up. <laughs> he was like, wait, are you being funny? And I was like, no, I'm serious. It's just like, I haven't heard it anywhere legit until it's on npr that means it's actual news <laughs> yeah i and i think too that it's it's it touches us as fans like we react to it emotionally because we care about how she feels and we we care a lot about the music that she writes from the the relationships that she's in and i think the lover the joe lover eras that we've had since she's been with them we've had some just like really positive like feel good love songs and when you break up with somebody you lose that right now she did say or sorry she didn't say anything the rumor said that it was an amicable breakup and everything is seemingly fine and when you watch her stage presence and you 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 get the impression that she is just that that she is doing fine she's thriving on this tour right now i think what her main focus right now is 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 her tour and her career um and if joe doesn't fit into that i think that that's you know okay for her because and i don't want to like assume that she's just a workaholic but that is her career is like and her fans are what seem to matter the most to her and she's she's talking about that a lot. So I'm sad too to think about the rumors being true because we've just received such I mean I just want her to be in a happy loving place. And if the rumors are true then that means she's not in a happy loving place and I I care about her. Um I know. But so there's this really funny TikTok I don't know if you saw it, but somebody took a scene from Friends. Have you seen this? Okay. Um this, the, the episode is when Monica breaks up with a guy. Oh, I haven't seen this, actually. And you haven't? Mm. Okay. Monica breaks up with a guy, and all of the friends, like, love him. And so she, like, sits them down. And on the screen, they, so they show this scene, and it, it says Taylor Swift over Monica's head. And she's like, guys, I, I, I broke up with Alan. And then that says, like, Swifty, Swifty, Swifty over all the heads of all the friends sitting on the couch. And they're like, oh, what? <laughs> and then they, like, go into this, like, back and forth. But, like, what? What? Why? And, like, trying to understand. And they're like, I was going to, like, introduce him to my parents. <laughs> and what about the holiday? What about the upcoming holidays? It was so funny. Like, did you even think to run this by us? <laughs> it was so funny because it was this I saw this later the night on Sunday night after having my meltdown, yeah. and so I had to show it to Mike and be like, I mean, it's it's true. I think that's the joy of being a fan of hers. Like you said, like we're we're her friends and we care, and we got like sucked into this storyline, mm-hmm. and now we have to like we are re- have to recover. There has to be time to recover. And then there's going to be more music and we're going to we're going to think about this like this is going to be an era. It's going to be the Joe era. Maybe there'll be a new era, maybe it won't. Maybe we'll have a different perspective on what the Joe era was. I don't know. I'm I'm I've come to terms with the other side of what this could be. 
and mm-hmm. I want to say an unpopular because... Swifty opinion here. Yeah. Um, part of me wonders if the news of this coming out was for publicity and marketing purposes for Taylor. I had this. I had the same thought. And I wonder too because. Midnight's was such a success. The Eros tour is a massive success. But when that fanfare dies, I wonder if Taylor has felt like that was her peaking and a really good way for her to stay on top mm. is if she announces this breakup and everyone's going to be talking up and wondering about what music is coming next from this. And yes. whatever music she puts out... <gasps> Everyone's gonna be listening to that because it's it's yeah. you know going to be yeah. assuming a, a breakup album, and we all are gonna want to hear that. Yeah. Part of me wonders if it was, that was intentional on her part. Now I don't think they broke up because of that reason, but um, yeah, no, I think that the real timing of the release, the timing exactly, yeah, is very much a business move. Mm-hmm. That's. That was something I wasn't willing to accept until a friend kind of broke that down yeah. for me. And um, it's, I mean, it was like during the, she didn't, it was announced when she wasn't on a tour yeah. night. Mm-hmm. It was like a slow night, slow news night because it was a Saturday night before Easter. You know, people are on holiday. So just like the, allow it to trickle in yeah. when it wouldn't be shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I and I don't think that's unfair of us to make to to. It's not said in a like, what a manipulative way to bring this on. It's no, this from the very beginning, Taylor Swift understands her fans. She understands what they need, what she needs to keep them as her fan. Well, and she understands the business. She's a mastermind. She's a mastermind. She also understands the business of the music industry and yeah. what you need to do to stay on top. Um and she's on top and she, maybe she just doesn't want to come down. She but, won't stop. Um yeah, also yeah. kind of a random switch, but during that time off between shows, she was spotted in england i think which is a little bit ironic considering that's where joe's from um but apparently she was filming a music video yes Mm -hmm. and there's just speculations at this point there's like some really fuzzy pictures of this um we don't really know what the music video is but i i guess that's that was the you know the clear happening so what was going on was there's been so many interesting spottings Mm -hmm. and like puzzle pieces falling into place like leaves falling like puzzle pieces into place or something um and i mean i'll link to it in the show notes i really always love thrifty swifties um theory breakdowns Mm -hmm. and my f- she, it was funny to watch her kind of coming together little pieces at a time like is it this or maybe it was this and maybe it was this but her like final thought I, I really think um, I really latched on to is that like this is a vigilante shit um, video, video I thought that too and she's stealing uh, they think she's like steal- the, the heist is that she steals art and the art that she steals is 
her uh, past albums or whatever. Mm. And the only one that she was able to grab, they think that the only one she is able to grab in the music video, it's as if she like she'll come back for the others, is Speak Now because she's wearing a Speak Now dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and Speak Now, which I didn't notice this in the, before, but like the c- album cover of Speak Now is actually a painting. Or it's like emerged of a painting and a photo so that's Mm -hmm. kind of why it like works as art stolen and all of her other music videos particularly bejeweled we've talked about this kind of connect back to that whole concept whole storyline of her getting her the rights to her own music reclaiming the land claiming the land Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um it, it's it's also possible that she's recording a music video for a Speak Now song. Um, that that one confuses me. Like, it would be weird to me if she goes back. But I guess if she's rewriting her music, she can... I mean, she did that for all too well, technically. Um, oh, I guess. I didn't, like, think of that as a music video. It's a yeah. short film. Um, but uh, I, mean, I, don't, I, I could totally see her releasing a music video. Uh, the fans really want an enchanted music video, <laughs> so if if she oh, really knows what yeah. the fans like or yeah. want, then maybe she it's would true. do that. But I mean, maybe it's an enchanted short film. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because that's a long um, song. So yes, I mean that's th- those are <sighs> so much. That's the Taylor T. Rage. That's what I've got. And again, I think we will continue to discuss this joe thing as we break down future songs i mean the next episode rachel we are doing invisible string which yeah oh god i don't know how we're gonna do it but it's gonna be good so definitely tune in um to that episode everybody and oh uh, man that's gonna be great this is gonna be great because we're gonna have a songwriter on the episode yes with me with us the fran Lachersky. Mm-hmm. Giving us like what what it's like to be a songwriter and to write through your own story or someone else's story, a yeah. different story. So yeah. I cannot wait. Me neither, Rachel. That will be next week's um, episode. This has been fun. It I, it <laughs> feels so good fun. to get this off my chest, to get it off of my desk. Yeah, I've yeah. been needing somebody to talk to, and you are you know the one I go to for that. So agreed. Um, hopefully, Swiggies, you've enjoyed this episode as well. If you did, please leave us a review, comment on all of our videos, let us know what songs you want us to do next. Uh, we've talked about this, but next one is Invisible String with our special guest, and who knows what's to come after that, because we never do until that moment. I mean, but, I do, but that's okay. Yeah, Rachel, you'll get to choose the next <laughs> song. So do you, um, have, do you have it picked out? You obviously don't uh, tell I, me now, but... I have an era picked out. I'll oh, tell you that yes. much. I have to narrow it down. Um, and and Swiggies, if you have any ideas, any questions, any great, like, some of these, like, would you rather kind of questions to throw out to us, I think mm-hmm. we're going to be doing some of these Taylor Tea Times just periodically throughout the podcast season. Ooh, that sounds a little fun. I don't know what our season will be. Era. <laughs> era, yeah. So send, send it our way because – we love a good tea time. Yeah. Everybody agrees, right? 
Everybody agrees. Yeah, okay, I think that's all I got, Rach. All right, we'll see you next week, Swiggies, for another episode of Swift and Swigs with the Sibs and next week with their cuz. We'll see you then. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.